Facing Fate, Cthulhu, Season 2, Episode 1, You're Acquainted. We open on a small, cluttered office. There's shelves teeming with leather-bound books and papers, and these shelves line the walls. There's a desk in the center of the room, and a smaller one that kind of extends it off to one side, clearly where, like, an assistant would sit. There's a drooping, neglected peace lily over by one small window on the right side of the room. Dr. Morgan and her TA Stella are grading papers in the doctor's office late in the afternoon. And how are things going over there, dear? The students are explaining themselves clearly and the grammar is correct, are you finding? Well, sure, for the most part, yeah. I mean, I'm given an awful lot of C's. M- maybe you should take a look at this. Well... No, that's... Okay, I see you've marked this here. That looks correct, and... But if you, if you notice over here, it's... Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> well, um, no, I think you're doing perfectly. Uh, most students are these students. Yeah, you seem to kind of have a group of... A group of dullards this year, don't you? No! C's aren't dullards. No, no, no. Um, D's are dollars. C's are... Go on. Bring me something that starts with a C. That's not rude. C's are... careless. They're just not trying hard enough. It happens often early in the semester. They'll... they'll come up to snuff. Well, that's an awful nice way to think about it. There's a young man that walks past the office door holding a mop... He gives a wave and offers a friendly hello as he starts his work mopping the hallway. Oh, uh, uh, howdy there, Dr. Morgan, uh, Miss Stella. Just getting started from my days. Thought I'd check in, make sure, uh, make sure you two were doing okay, and, uh, maybe tell you to stop working so hard. No. Oh, you, you stop working so hard. Actually, I'm about to put you to work a little bit more. Uh, Would you take a look at this page for me? Do you mind, Dr. Morgan? Please. Oh, oh, me? You're, you're... Yeah, Herman, come on over here. Oh, oh okay, okay, yeah. Uh... Uh, so what do you think about this sentence right here? Well, it's uh, it's very insightful. I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Well, that is insightful, but it this is a botany class, so it's, um, mm. perhaps they handed in a religion paper. Oh, oh. Accidentally? Is that what you were noticing, Stella? Because that doesn't seem on topic. Well, it is very poetic, if you think about it. I mean, it, there is a valley, and it's, it, it, that could be where plants grow. A uh, mm-hmm. shadow of death. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a maybe there's a, a fungus going through that's wiping out all of the native species. Oh, Dr. Morgan, he'd be a nicer teacher than even you are. Get out of here, Herman. Get back to work. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just going to go uh, pick up my mop. That's why I got a C. 
a few minutes go by after Herman started his mopping and the marking of papers continues. And then you hear some hurried footsteps squeaking on the freshly mopped floor. And there's a man who appears in the doorway. Uh, Dr. Morgan? Oh, oh, I didn't realize you had company tonight. Oh, yes, this is my TA, Stella. Oh, nice to meet you, Stella. Uh, Nice to meet you, too, sir. Come in. Mary, I've just discovered a piece of mail that was sent for Dr. Lang. But in the midst of him leaving for his year-long absence and you arriving to take his place, it seems this letter was misplaced in in the hubbub of everything, all the changes that were going on. Uh, But since you're now our resident botanist, I was wondering if maybe you could take a look at it? Well, sure, I assume it was... Address sort of to the department. I wouldn't want to run afoul of the United States Postal Service by opening someone else's mail. But if it's to the department, I'm in charge of the department. I'd, I'd be happy to take a look. September 4th, 1929. Dear Dr. Lang, my neighbor Jeremiah passed your name along to me in hopes you can help me get to the bottom of some puzzling activities on my farm. My crops have turned inedible. The last few harvests, everything tastes like ash. Nothing redeeming about anything I've grown lately. A few weeks ago, my radio began picking up a signal unlike anything I've heard before. Is it possible this signal is causing my crops to fail? Surely that's just a random coincidence. Radio frequencies can't hurt plants, can they? If you are able, could you please come to my farm near Rowley, just north of Ipswich, and test the soil and some of the plants for me? Maybe you'll know of a proper explanation for what's going on here. I'll be ripping the inedible crops out by the end of the month, in the hopes I can get the fall planting done. So if I haven't heard from you by the end of September, I'll go ahead with those plans. Thank you kindly, Sam Bradley. Well, now you know the end of September is, of course, today. This is the 30th. Mm. I wish I'd found this letter sooner. It is intriguing. There has been some slight research done into radio frequencies, and, and but not... Hmm. So you think it, it could be possible this weird radio signal is affecting his crops? Well, we know that plants respond differently to different types of music, for example. So it seems unlikely, but it's possible. I'm I'm intrigued. Well, I'd love to get our hands on some of the samples, hopefully while still living. If if can you make it out there tonight and and collect some to study and do some soil samples and 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 all that sort of stuff and then bring it back and we can study it. Dr. Morgan, if if you need a hand, I I'm free tonight. Oh, well, Stella, that would really be sort of above and beyond your TA Oh, duties, really, really, but... I don't mind. I, I had an audition I, I was going to go to, but um, uh, this sounds way more fun. Surely we can arrange some extra credit for, for your lovely TA for going of, along of with course, you and helping. Of course, of um, course. I don't have a oh, I, I knew you didn't. I brought the keys to the Studebaker with me. I've got a fundraising dinner tonight. And they're sending a car for me, so I don't need the old girl. You can you can take her, just drop it back off at the university well, when you get back tonight. All right. I Oh come on, Dr. Morgan. It's gonna be an adventure. You're right. You're right. It's a it's a lovely fall afternoon. A drive, a trip to a farm. What could be nicer? Oh, thank you. Thank you, girls. Uh tell me all about it tomorrow when we when we all meet in the morning. 
Excuse me, Dr. Morgan. Uh, did I overhear something about um, frequencies and, um, you know, uh, radio signals, Kevin, perhaps? you busybody. Oh, Were you I, standing outside listening to that well, whole conversation? Well, I like to just, you know, be be aware of what's going on mm-hmm. around the school with the deans and, uh, you know, just taking care of, uh, taking care of everybody around I'm just giving you a hard okay. time. Oh, the dean's voice does does carry. Does you know, echoes it. down yes. these empty halls. I, I don't I don't know uh, what you know about radio frequencies, but I mean I have I I, I have a friend a friend of sorts who da- dabbles in strange occurrences coming in on the on the radio waves. Well, to be honest, I don't know much about. I mean, I listen to the radio, of course, we all do, but I don't know. I'm sort of more of the the plant expert, mm. so I suppose if we could get a radio expert in as well, that would be yeah, yeah, helpful. I mean, we're leaving. Oh, oh, almost right now. Well, I so well. I've been I've been mopping here for a total of uh, I don't know fifteen minutes, so I'm pretty sure that I've gotten the bulk of the traffic going through. Um, the, the people have been keeping their boots real clean. I'm sure we can just zip out. I can come back at a later shift, you know. I, I could take you to go see him. Uh, his name's Edwin, and uh, we could... And is he at a different uh, university, or... Yeah. Yeah, you could say he's at a different university. He is, um, um, it's a, uh, he's probably actually just at his residence uh, right now. More of a hobbyist hmm. uh, in, the, in the field with a profession, professional hobbyist. Is what we'll call him. I'm not exactly sure what his title is in the in the in the industry, uh, but maybe he could inform us on exactly how frequencies destroy plants. Well, I mean, if he has some sort, of, I, I think let's the more the merrier. Let's let's pick him up on the way, and perhaps between he and I and the two of you, we can figure out. What's going on with this poor fellow's crops? All right, well, I'll just go pack up my stuff here so nobody trips on my mop like they usually do. Um, I'll meet you out by the Studebaker and Boogaloo, all right? Oh, could you just uh, pass me my my hat? It's just there on the rack beside you. Oh, uh, the, the white one or the brown one or... Oh, the, the brown, I think. Of course. Thank you. The two of you, Stella and Dr. Morgan, make your way out front to where you know the Dean parks his Studebaker. Keys in hand, and you see Herman waiting for you. He's basically in the back seat already, as it is a convertible. I'm, I'm ready to go when you are. Is that considered breaking and entering? Well, I didn't break anything. And he's invited. Yeah. You. Point me in the right direction. Where will we find your uh, radio friend? Just head out to the main road, and then uh, it's down in um, uh, Holmeshurst over there in that community. You know that one? Yes, yes, I'm familiar with Holmeshurst. Great. The three of you pull up in the Studebaker in front of a small rancher-style house. Uh, the lawn is quite overgrown. 
Uh, the fence looks in need of repair, but you do see some lights on inside. Well, this is charming. It's, yes, charming. This is where your friend lives. Are you sure it's not that nice, well-kept house next door? Oh, no, no, no. This is, this is where Edwin lives uh, with his mom. Um, oh. Looks like the lights are on. Somebody's got to be home. It's either him or his, or, or his mom. I, I, can go, I can go check uh, if you'd like. Give you a wave. If, uh, if you feel more comfortable that way. Yes, why don't you see if he's... It would be awkward to ask him with us standing right there if he wanted to come sure. along. You go speak to him, ask if he could lend his expertise and... Yeah, I'll go grease the wheels. It's all right. Oh, 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 yeah. So, sorry, Edwin. Ah, <laughs> Father Time. Uh, so- Sorry, Herman, just pulling your leg. Uh, what do you do? What's going on? What are you doing here? Hey, 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 Edwin. Uh, no, are you you doing okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Why, why do you ask? Uh, is, wait. No, you just seem, you just seem a little more on, you just seem a little more on edge than uh, the last time we chatted. Uh, you- yeah, kind of, kind of coming off of a toot, if you know what I mean. Um, so. Hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. you, you, why, don't you, why don't you come on in? I think I have some giggle water around here somewhere. There's got to be a bottle on the ground. This I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay for right now. That's okay. Um, uh, hey, quick, quick, quick question for you. you. Still into the like the the radio waves and the frequencies and listening, uh, on all, all on all those sorts of things. Yeah. Who told you? Uh, no, no. Uh, you you did. Uh, oh, you, you did previously. That's right. I just wanted to make sure it was still still a hobby that you were looking. You were looking into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I still do that. I still do that. You want to come in and listen? I, just, I got one tuned up. I got, I got, I mean, yes. Yes, I do. But I, I, I got some friends here who have who've been running to a little bit of a, a, a pickle of sorts with uh, with some crops and some frequency. They got a letter. Um, I, they could probably explain it to bed. I just, I didn't want them to to startle you coming coming up, right. which obviously I startled you. So this was probably a good good call that I came first. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure that it was okay that they come in too. Uh, I, I, um, well, the the place is a little bit, a little bit of a mess. Uh, and I, I tell no, you what, I'll, I'll. No, it looks great. Uh, thanks, Herman. I appreciate that. Um, but you know what? how about I help? How about I help you just clean up some of these magazines here and put hang some of these clothes back up, and then we'll call them in, okay? I, I mean, it's. Mom's been keeping newspapers and magazines since like 1890. Yeah. So like, that's a big pile back there. Like, look well, at just, it. Yeah, no, it's a big pot. It's just kind of tipped over. You know what? I, just push it back this way, and it, uh, it, that looks like it's a piece of the piece of the room. Wait, the way it's leaning right there—that's that's got to be that's got to be some of my notebook. No notebook. Hold on. I tell you what. Let me grab my notebook. I, I, sure. I, okay. Um, I'll come out there. How about that? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go let them know. Okay, I'll grab my notebook with all uh, my, my my things, and and then I got to mark down the way that's leaning. Uh, Dr. Morgan, Bestella, come on, uh, come on up. He's gonna come meet us in the in the front here. Well, all right. Well, I'd say I didn't want to leave the comfort of the car, but frankly, with the top down, it's real chilly. As you mentioned, the top being down, it starts to rain ever so lightly. Oh well, look at that! I jinxed it. Well, we should probably try to put the top up. I mean, we don't. I don't want to ruin the Dean's car. Do you know how to do that? 
I, I, I can help you there. I can help you there. No problem. Great. Thank you. And I think there might be, even be a blanket in the trunk. You could keep you a little bit warmer, Stella. You should have... You look great, very fashionable, but sometimes it's more important to be warm than fashionable. Yes, yes, we've had this conversation before, but I mean, when you're trying to get the big roles, you gotta look the part. Okay, I, th- I think I'm ready to go. I got my book, a couple of dentures. I haven't been able to make it to the store or anything, but, uh, you know. Uh, uh, so, uh, Edwin, Edwin Duplass, uh, this is uh, Dr. Mary Morgan and Miss Stella Lambden. You are acquainted. Oh. Pleasure. Very nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you as well. So, uh, I was back in the war. I, I mean, I, I knew Edwin's father. Don't want to get too much into it there, Edwin. Don't. That's uh, uh, okay. But, uh, it's, it's been a little while, so. But uh, Ed, Edwin always taken a, a very keen eye and keen ear to uh, certain uh, radio technologies and frequencies, as he's described them, and uh, different uh-huh. sounds and, and messages coming over top. So that's why I thought he would be the one to help you with your letter and maybe come with us out and see see what we can see. Y'all listen to the radio at all? Well, of course, you know, Amos and Andy and some of the oh. just entertaining programs. Oh, okay, no. No, do you listen to the radio at all? I'm not sure that I understand the distinction that you're making. Okay, okay, it's... Uh, okay. I, I, it's fine. Um... What, what, what do we? What does this have to do with radio frequencies? Where the, you know? I'm, I'm a professor at the university, professor of botany, and a letter came to the department. A farmer, his uh, crops were failing, and and at the same time, he was receiving sort of these strange radio frequencies, and he was curious if they could be related. I, okay, it's probably not, but we we're we're heading out there to try and collect some of the crops while they still live, and. Yeah. Armin mentioned you were a, a sort of a radio frequency expert, so we thought... Yeah, real expert, right, Edwin? I, um, I listen to the radio a lot, and it's uh, there's a lot to listen to, and I, you know, if you need me to listen to the radio out there, I can bring my own, and if... Yeah, yeah, I'm an expert. Well, it's... it's I know it's short notice, and we've just met, but it, we are going now, if you'd like to come along. Okay, yeah, just uh, let me iron my shoelaces real quick, and uh, I'll be right back out. Uh, excuse me, ladies. Uh, Herman, I'll be right back. Yeah, of course, of course. Take your time. Take your time. We, uh, we got we got lots of time, right? I mean, end of September. I mean, yeah, okay. Well, maybe hurry up. All right, yeah. Iron his shoelaces. That's one particular fellow. Likes to keep things uh, nice and neat. But, uh, Edwin, uh, I... Take it upon myself to kind of just keep an eye on him after his father passed in the war. And, That's real uh, sweetie, Herman. Well, needs needs some help. Uh, yeah, coming coming back to reality every now and again. So this is going to be a good job for him, I think. Thank you, thank you for. I, I guess it could have been a little bit more upfront about about my motives uh, with this, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a good fit for us. Well, he does seem. Quite, um, we don't know if he's knowledgeable yet, but very interested in the frequencies, so... Passionate, even. Yes. That's what you need, passion. Yes, passion. Yes. All right, I'm, uh, I'm on empty, I'm ready to fuel up. Let's, uh, we need to go, right? Yes, come along, we're ready to go. All right. My uh, Edwin, those are some very straight shoelaces. Do you starch them? No, what are you talking about? 
Nothing. You're looking looking like a regular Reginald Fessenden there, uh, Edwin. You're all good and clean and ready yeah, to go. You know I don't I don't watch those things. I'm all ears over here. Uh, but uh, I appreciate it. you're still looking pretty dapper yourself, Herman. Even even in your twilight years. Oh, well, I'm, some have described me as a young man there, Edwin. Uh, I don't know if they know their onions or not, but. <laughs> Let's let's uh, let's hit the run. I didn't hate giving you jabs like that. You That's know. all right. That's all right. Uh, it's it's uh, getting dark, uh, Doctor Morgan. You okay to you, you okay to drive still or? I'll I'll take us there. Sure. I might be tired after the digging later, and perhaps you can drive home. Pleasure. The four of you take off in the Studebaker. The rain has picked up. But you, you start to leave Arkham and you head off to the north towards Ipswich and beyond. And the storm that's kind of rolling in has met you in earnest. And the night has fallen around you. It's very black. There's some lightning every now and then to punctuate the storm in the sky. And conditions on the rain-swept road kind of force your speed down to a crawl. It's very hard to even see the road half the time. Your headlamps are good at piercing the gloom, but only for a few feet in front of you, so it's it's very slow going. The weather behind you seems to be worse than the weather that is currently around you, so you continue driving towards your destination at the farm. The four of you have been traveling north for about 45 minutes or so. Uh, there has been some silence here and there in the car, and Herman takes it upon himself to break that silence. Well, I wonder if um, if uh, this rain here that's picking up, maybe that would help uh, clear... Pro- probably not clear the frequencies, if that's it, but maybe help the crops that are that are coming in for your friend. Well, rain rain does help. Yeah. I mean, most plants. This, that's true, Herman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, you brought your umbrella, right? No. Oh, no, well, but, I think uh, I saw one in the trunk. It's okay. We'll get it out when we. Uh, this is a fancy uh, we'll... car. Where'd Where'd y'all get this? We stole it. Oh. Well, stole it. No. Okay. Wait, no. <laughs> We didn't steal it, you. Oh, Dr. Morgan, look out! (gasps) Facing Fate, Cthulhu, Season 2, Episode 1. You're acquainted. Starring Carla Maxted as Dr. Mary Morgan, Amy Moore as Stella Lambton, Russ Moore as Herman Elwood, Kyle Classett as Edwin Duplass, and Tom Laird as Dean Philman and your keeper. Dialogue editing by Lucy Collingwood. Production and sound design by Russ Moore. Story based on gameplay of Call of Cthulhu Deadlight by Alan Bly. This episode featured music from Epidemic Sound and Artlist, and sound effects from Epidemic Sound, Artlist, and Sound Ideas. Facing Fate theme music is by Eli McElveen. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Gabriel Lynch, Jessica Babiak, Kat Waterflame, Jacob Madden, Christian Brown, Craig Zeiss, Aaron Stevens, Darylith, Perry Mady, 
L.A. Branton, Old School Gamer D, Nathaniel Teeter, Destiny Garcia, Nicholas Cooper, and Ryan Carr. Sign up to support us and the creation of Facing Fate, as well as our other productions, at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. And when you sign up for a new or upgrading annual membership, you'll receive instant access to hundreds of bonus episodes, monthly hangouts, and two months free until October 31st, 2022. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk again soon. Facing Fate is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So this is the end of the world. Pretty weird, right? I'm Hannah. I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. I'm a zombie. I didn't even be the last one. From the creator of Redmond Born and Cybernautica. I can't exactly control most of the things zombie me does. I'm basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. <laughs> Anna is living her best unlife while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. Oh, one might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm gonna blame the McSodas. No sense in ruining everything I like in one day. Together, this unlikely pair team up against the dangers of post-apocalyptia. <sighs> okay. Okay. This thing is not playing around at all. Shit, incoming! Sometimes I miss the old days. Killing zombies for upstart communities. Now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie than just some stranger on the road? Apocalypse, A story about love, death, and robots. Just not the Netflix guy.